Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. We're back. I can't believe I say this every week, but the weeks just fly by. I think it's uh, I think it's me looking forward to WandaVision every Friday. It just makes mm. the week go by so quickly. Um, I think it's because we're back recording on Tuesdays. It's like it, it comes up so quickly in the week, especially like this week where we had a holiday yesterday. I don't know about you, but I forgot this was Tuesday about eight times today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because I worked yesterday, but... Uh, it was... Oh, you didn't have a holiday? Oh, I had a holiday. <laughs> it's, not, it's not federal yet. It's only it's not provincial. federal holiday, right. <laughs> I think it takes like, I don't know. I think it takes sorry, a couple decades. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... I didn't mean to rub it in. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, there's this there's this weird phenomenon that's been that people have obviously been experiencing for the last year. And like, is it a day off in the pandemic? Because like, again, you can't go anywhere, but you're home, but you're not working, but you're. Yeah, it, it's so all kind it of mixed. Our, I mean, it was Valentine's Day this weekend, obviously, mm -hmm. and then it was family day on Monday and our anniversary is today. So very much I would t I ended up taking my one vacation day that I'm getting in two years, I took it on Friday and I was like, oh man, I'm going to have a four day weekend. It's going to be so great. It's Valentine's Day. It's our anniversary. It's family day. It's going to be really nice. Just spend some time with Matt. Maybe we'll go. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> could like, go. We could, like, go away for a weekend. We could like go to like Niagara Falls or something. You're like, no, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> can't do anything. Uh, but anyways <laughs> you can like drive around you can uh go get a coffee um you know well it's seriously though like i, I you know and by the way happy anniversary um thank you it, it's I, re I remember your wedding very fondly i have many blankets that i took from uh not blankets little 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 scarves. miniature blankets scarves is that what they're called <laughs> you know what i've never actually unraveled it i've just had this little like ball of little blankets oh my god <laughs> i know it's a scarf now that you mentioned it's a scarf it's like of course it's a scarf what am i thinking it was a winter <laughs> wedding and uh anyways um and it was outdoors so it was very handy uh what was i saying oh yes so this weekend um you know you make the best of it and i think uh for for us like we we like ordered food in and it was kind of like it's kind of sad how quiet it is like i think when when all the the lockdowns hit and and uh, all the extra covid precautions came in uh it's really sad to see how not busy these these restaurants are especially on such a busy busy weekend right like they would be mm -hmm. you'd have to reserve a week in advance to get a spot at a at a, at a nice restaurant or so. more or more <laughs> I mean, a, it just goes to show how often i <laughs> make reservations <laughs> um for i i'm i'm a takeout person so i we just i went and grabbed food and we just i think we watched we watched ted lasso we just had a good time and just hung out and it was a quiet weekend but yeah like you can't really go anywhere which is perfect uh for video games because most of the video games we play are, are at home unless you're like traveling with your switch but you can't do that um which is unfortunate <laughs> i don't know why i brought it back to uh not being able to I, travel i don't know i don't know i don't know why you did that i wish either. i kind of wish we could travel though it, it would be yeah i know and it's like it's getting to the point now i think for everybody it's probably been at this point for a long time for for folks as well like uh it just i'm officially like sick of it like mm. i mean you can you can only be 
so vigilant for so long before there's just a certain level of fatigue. And it's like, and that's the point where you really have to buckle down because everybody else is getting fatigued too. And that's how mistakes happen. And I know that, but oh man, I just like, it would have been just so nice to to get away for a weekend and go somewhere. Like even if um our cottage was like open and like, cause it, it is, um it's insulated. It's just not heated. So right. it's it's kind of like normally we shut it down over the winter, but we could open it up through the winter if we wanted. But it just yeah, like everything shut down right now. So we didn't even have that option. So it's kind of, which I know is like I shouldn't even be complaining about this stuff because, you know, like we are very fortunate that, you know, Matt and I can work from home and we have had a calm and boring and non-eventful year versus mm. what some people have had. So, I mean, I, I am counting my lucky stars, but also I am getting fatigued. So yeah. it would have been nice. But, you know, we did get to play some video games, including some Super Mario 3D World, which I'm really stoked on. I mean, not only do you get to be a cat, which I'm always down for cat things, but also it just, it's really, really fun. And it's a Mario game that I've never played before. Yeah, no, it's uh, it originally released on the Wii U, uh, uh, a platform that many will joke about uh, only being owned by me and a couple other folks. That's always the joke. It's like, oh, you're the other Wii U owner. And I mean, like <laughs> it, it was, it was a, it was a, there's a reason there's a lot of these remakes, uh, not remakes, but remasters, ports, I guess is the better word, because not a lot's done to it. Um, these ports that are coming over to the Switch. And I think this was the one game uh, outside of Mario Kart that was the the first sort of deluxe port that came out on the Switch. Um, this was the this was the one where I was like, oh, I've I've got to get it, even though I played I played it start to finish on the Wii U. Um, it also came out. I think maybe even like seven years ago. Like, I think it's from 2013 when it came out okay. on, on Wii U, which is far enough that I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, I remember the gist of it, but I don't remember like. Well, I mean, it's thing. a Mario game like. Yeah, easily <laughs> forgettable. Someone gets. Yeah, something or someone gets kidnapped. Something gets ruined. It's probably Bowser's fault. <laughs> like <laughs> all correct, it's except pretty much new the characters extent being of it. kidnapped. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, a bunch of uh, <laughs> like I don't even know. Like they don't really introduce them. They're these new characters, and they just get captured in these these bottles. And it's like, hey, come rescue us, please. It's, it's Bowser, so it's kind of your responsibility. Uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. Uh, by the way, like um. Toad as the fourth player just seems un unfair. You know, you got generic blue Toad. Could they not yeah. have like pulled <laughs> another Nintendo, another Mario character in and be like, we need to, we need to even the playing field here because like someone's gonna be ah, you gotta be Toad. You know, it's just uh, maybe like Daisy. You could have thrown Daisy in there, and I think that would have been good. And then you would have you know two male options, two female options. I why isn't Daisy getting some love here? Like that, I think that's the problem. No one likes. Toad. Okay, so other than Mario Kart, when has Daisy ever been in like a game? Because um, <laughs> like she just kind of came out of nowhere. It seems she's <laughs> to me. from the Game Boy Mario games. Uh, and oh, then, okay, that's why then because I didn't have a Game Boy. So. Yeah, and even. <laughs> And she's really, as far as I know, she's really just from the first one, Super Mario Land on, on the Game Boy or Mario Land or whatever it was called. 
And then she was kind of relegated to like secondary character status, like the tennis and golf games. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when she sort of and Mario Party, of course. Uh, But yeah, she's not really seen like. And then the funny thing is they they invent a new character for the, uh, you know, the Galaxy Age, which is Rosalina. And then Rose, I think, you know, Rosalina. I love Rosalina because she's got that little star buddy that's always around her. Yeah, she's a cool character. <laughs> yeah, and then Daisy's like, "What the fuck? Like, why am I not in this game? Yeah. But you're gonna put Rosalina in here? Come on, I've been doing my time. <laughs> I play golf with these guys every weekend, and you're not gonna put me as the fourth player option? Yeah, if I were Daisy, I'd be pissed right now. <laughs> Blue toads Poor over Daisy. there, just like it's not even regular, you know, red and white toad. It's not, it's not normal toad. It's it's uh it's generic, <laughs> generic blue toad." <laughs> He's not great. I don't know. Maybe you're I, really going in on Toad. Like I, I feel bad for the guy. It's just it, or the the kid fungus the, fun guy. Know. He's a fun guy. Fungus, yeah. So, anyways, wow. Daisy, I'm rooting for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. I, I've been playing with the kids, and Ashley's been getting in on the fun as well. So all all four of us tried to play. That's a pretty big deal. I feel like she doesn't normally like get in on stuff <laughs> yeah well, with well the, like, okay that, with came, video games. that came out wrong no no, no. Yeah, i, yeah, I totally understand games, like you you play a lot with the kids but it's not very often that i hear that ashley's in in on it too i think with with this game it's one of those opportunities where you don't have to control the camera which i totally understand as being a struggle for for folks and the super mario 3d world games are kind of like an expansion upon um the land games which were very more focused, isometric, miniature level slash puzzles that you had to sort of navigate. Um, and with with Ashley and the kids, for that matter, I, I think that once you remove the, the the requirement of having direct control over the camera and it's just you as the character and, and controlling that movement, it's a lot easier and you really just have to focus on one thing. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, okay. We we struggled because there's online play well, as okay, well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, but to not being able to move the camera, it, it just for me, it totally messed me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a struggle. Like, I think for you and I who are used to the 3D Mario's and having direct control over the camera, and you know, we'll talk about Bowser's Fury in a little bit, but. Um, Bowser's Fury a lot like kind of flips the script and it's more of a single player game and you're able to control the camera. I think with Super Mario 3D World, the reason you're not able to control the camera as much is because they take that away from you so that you're not making the three other players who are you're co-oping with um sick, right? Cuz you can imagine if yeah. if you were to suddenly swing the camera. Which, I mean, that part it, I've experienced in other mario games because the the screen kind of like zooms out a little bit until it hits a certain extent and then it's like whoa you're too far apart and then it'll just like put one of the two of you in a bubble and float you up to your friend which is fine but uh, i could see how if someone because it would have to kind of give control of the camera to just like one main person right if all four people were trying to move the camera oh my god that would be a nightmare (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it it would it would get in the way and um this this game is really it it is about the co-op but even when i was playing with with the kids in ashley where all four of us are running around the game does 
prioritize prioritize you know the the first player in terms of the camera movement um so that if your as player one is running ahead of everybody else that can cause some issues and i think that's where i've I was reminded a couple times by all three of them to just slow <laughs> down and not run ahead because what it does is it causes people to either A, fall off a cliff, or B, turn into a bubble and uh, get very upset that they are in a bubble. So I'm, I was trying, and I think, I think by the third or fourth time, I was like, okay, yes, I, will. I need to slow down because it's not very... <laughs> it, it can be tough when you have that, you know, that... Um, well, yeah, because they want to try it, right? They don't want dad to just do it for them. No, and and that's the thing is I think um, when it comes to video games, that's that's been the struggle because you kind of want to get you want you want to ease them into it. You want to give them the time to explore, and I think that's where Super Mario Three D World is really good because a majority of the early levels are kind of these these open areas with fenced in you know gaps. There are sometimes like places you can fall off through pits, but for the most part, as long as you can. You know, walk you around. You basically and jump. have to like try to find those spots. Like it's, yeah. it is really hard to fall off in the in the kind of in the first world. Mm-hmm. So they really appreciated that, and and I think they were able to kind of run around. And they were excited. They got to play as Mario, and uh, Abby wanted to play as Peach, and um, and I think I was I was Luigi, and then Ashley was Toad. So <laughs> I was gonna say, who did you make play Toad? <laughs> I, I should have been Toad. I mean, as much as I give Toad crap, I mean. You know, it's one of those things where I, yeah, I'm not gonna go back down that rabbit hole. But yeah, we we had some fun with it, and uh, it it does. It, it's a game that uh, I think it's. I'm surprised it took them this long to kind of bump it up for the Switch because it really felt like one of those perfect games on Wii U. You know, you know, perfect. Not in a ten out of ten, but just like a really great game that is hard to find flaws with. So I'm surprised they waited this long, but um it's a it's a solid solid port and and the fact that that online stuff that we did just before the show that's all new like they did not have that on the wii u even though the wii u could connect to the internet um you might not not people might not have known <laughs> <Could> that <it>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did not have online play so what we were playing was uh was brand new to to the uh to the game um and i mean i don't know it, like the creation of the the lobby wasn't too bad like we got to play in your world so we progressed in your game save right yeah and from my perspective it, it wasn't too difficult to do it was basically just like i was sitting there with my game loaded up and then it was like press whatever it was plus or minus i think for online services and then it was like hey do you want to make a lobby and i just said yep and it was like hey make up a pin and i was like cool so I started to enter a pin and then it like only took three digits. So I'm like, all right, we'll just go with that. <laughs> so it was super easy and super straightforward. And then Ryan was just able to log into his game over on his switch and then look into online services. And it was like, hey, Joss is playing. Do you want to join her? And I had the option where I could have not put a like a pin code on it. But where I knew that we wanted to play it for um, like four gamers in tonight, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep this locked down so just the two of us can play because like we were on discord and chatting and stuff too so i was like you know what? i'm gonna lock it down with a code but it's cool that it, it you can also do it without being locked down with a code now i don't know if you can like kick your friends out hmm. if uh if people join you and then like they're being jerks or you just decide well if you want to play by yourself you can just like shut down the the online connection and go play by yourself but 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's Nintendo, so there's a chance that they don't have the ability to manage your friends and who's in your lobby and stuff. I, <laughs> lobby management seems like next level. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you would be able to to remove people from the game. But I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, that you were kind of you had to ask them to leave nicely or something. Um, but from my side, you know, you'd said you created a lobby. I went I had to. It was confusing because I had to join. I had to start my game and then queue up online. And then it said, you know, online play. Then I could join a game, choose to join a game. And then once I did that, it sort of loaded a list of friends that were currently playing. So I was it, it doesn't have the functionality. So it took you quite a few steps then. Yeah, it was one of those things where I feel like it it, it was kind of confusing to have to start my game but then join your game whereas it would have been better if i could just do it right from the main screen not have to boot in but it it, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a hard task it, it only took a couple of seconds to kind of get to the right menus but it was nice that it loaded a room like i thought oh am i gonna have to enter like a secret magic nintendo code no it just it knows joss and i are friends on on the nintendo switch it loads it shows me joss's room so i go in i enter the code and uh, it worked quite well, but I did notice that the controls are a little laggy online. Um, it's not quite as snappy for me, which is kind of weird because I feel like with this game where both of our systems know what level we're on, and I would have much preferred to see uh, like the netcode prioritize just let's give Ryan the direct control of his character and we'll apply the net code to just figuring out where Jocelyn is, you know? And that would have been, again, from a technical side, like I don't know what kind of work needs to be done to make it work, but it, but it really seems yeah, like what they were doing was... Yeah, this is just easy. Come on, devs. What's your problem? <laughs> That's not at all <laughs> what I'm... Just do this thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not at all what I'm saying, but I think, like, uh, you know, just uh, on paper, it seems like that would have been the approach that might have might have allowed me to uh, feel like I'm playing the Mario game because that's what they do in racing games, right? In racing games uh, like Mario Kart, they have they give you the direct control of your character and then they approximate everybody else based on the net code. So sometimes that can cause issues if you're trying to like throw a green shell or something in Mario Kart because you'll throw a shell thing, you oh, know, that person's there, but really they're either farther ahead or they're farther behind. Um, so in the case of Super Mario 3D World, if, if they were prioritizing, you know, my, my placement over, you know, everything else in the world, there might be some glitches there. So maybe that's why yeah, they say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult, right? Because you do, like you said, you gave the throwing the green shell example. And I mean, you do very much interact with the other player. Like mm -hmm. you can, you know, pick each other up and, and bounce off each other's heads to jump higher and like there is actually a lot of interaction between the characters. So yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but I mean, the I didn't notice any slowdown, which makes me think that it was very much like your system connecting to my system and sending all your information to me while I was just basically going about my game. Um, yeah. And then having to get the information back to your system again and causing that little bit of lag because I didn't really have any lag. While no, we were and, and that's good because I think you were playing local and I was and I was joining yeah. your game. I mean, I do have um, an Ethernet adapter for the Switch, so maybe if we if we play again, I'll try that and see because I know that 
a lot of the online games, depending on how they're set up, they do say like the sporadic nature of Wi-Fi can cause issues with certain types of gameplay. So they suggest using an Ethernet um, adapter. And with Smash Brothers, you'd think it'd like, oh, really? Like we've been doing video games over Wi-Fi for a while. Like we're doing this podcast. I mean, I'm on Wi-Fi, so and and it's been fine. Um, and I and I play games over Wi-Fi all the time. So it's like you'd think it wouldn't be an issue, but it really has it really is a game changer with super smash brothers if you use that ethernet adapter it again it makes your gameplay much smoother but again you are limited by what everybody else has too so if they are yeah. on wi-fi and you're on ethernet sure your your character is moving fine but the rest of them are kind of jumping all over the place so i it'd be really interesting to see whether that gets worse with the more players you've got um, but I mean, I don't know, from your perspective, did you notice that I was kind of like moving around weirdly or was I coming through fine? Like, I feel like that would also be distracting if it was affecting your end as well. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because I don't know exactly what you're doing when, but I mm-hmm. didn't really like realize at any point, like when you would say, oh, I was lagging. Oh, I was lagging. I was like, I, I didn't see you like jumping around on my screen or anything like it was still very smooth on my end so mm-hmm. like it just um every once in a while you'd be like oh i didn't you know hit that in time or oh i thought i did that but i guess i didn't stuff like that and and i never saw it other than like i would see the result which was <laughs> like you running face first into a goomba <laughs> but like yeah. i i wouldn't see you know, any stutter, any stuttering or lagging or anything like that. Yeah. Sometimes it just felt like my character was skating a little bit and you, yeah. you would end your movement, but, but your character wouldn't. Now that being said, I mean, I wouldn't play through the entire game that way. And I'm sure once the, once the, once the harder levels arrived, like in world. Like, yeah. I was going to say, know, six, we seven, were eight. also playing through like worlds one and two. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely the easiest of all of the super mario 3d world level offerings yeah once you get into some harder to execute mechanics then mm -hmm. that might be tricky it was a lot of fun though i i had a lot of fun playing you know the online and i I feel like the ease of setup where basically you just have to recognize that your friend is playing the game at the same time and just shoot them a message and say hey let's let's play and um it's just a matter of figuring out who's going to host and it's 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 really a, a drop in, drop out type experience, and um, I I could see Nintendo patching it. I could see Nintendo working on that because I do believe that one of the issues that was raised with reviews um, was the online play. Just just would like to see a more stable experience, especially when control of these type like that's part of the mario experience well yeah it's a a platformer right so when you can't like land your jumps exactly where they're supposed to be or if you can't hit the timing of like platforms or whatever like that's really going to impact gameplay so you kind of have to make sure that those connections are snappy Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean we had fun and i'm i like i said i'm looking forward to playing more of the game and i and i really I really do feel like it's it's far enough removed if you've played it on on the Wii U that I don't feel bad spending, you know, the 90 some odd dollars that it costs. Like that is that is a lot of money for a video game. Yeah. You know, and I think that But it also it does come with the with the extra expansion, right? So it comes with Bowser's Fury. So it's not just straight up 
Super Mario 3D World as a port over from the Wii U, it's got extra content on top of it too. So, I mean, does that Bowser's Fury, uh, Bowser's Fury edition, like additional content, does that kind of push it over the edge for you? Like, was that fun? Because ba- I haven't had a chance yet to play Bowser's Fury because I hadn't touched Super Mario 3D World. So that kind of whole leveling experience is completely new to me. So I wasn't really in any rush to jump into Bowser's Fury. So so what was that like? And and did it kind of like push you over the edge in terms of like yay or naying this the cost of this game specifically? I think I think Bowser's Fury being included with the with the game was one of those things where this this makes it an instant, you know, sort of buy in the sense that I really love the the 3D land slash 3D world games. And I like that that gameplay and the prospect of co-op is really nice so that when you when you look at um, the addition of Bowser's Fury, it feels like a substantial addition as opposed to here's a couple extra levels type thing. So Bowser's Fury is unique in the sense that it is is very much based on the 3D world aspect. You you are it is that isometric camera, but you have you do have direct control over the camera, which is different from the 3d world main levels and that you're you're playing as mario um bowser has been transformed into this like giant godzilla looking thing uh he's been corrupted by what appears to be like black ink or something or it could be paint it's very hard to tell uh, but he's <laughs> he's bad is this a precursor to uh mario sunshine um sequel <laughs> well it's funny you mention that because bowser jr is in the game and he he's actually helping you and he's got like the get up from super mario sunshine he's got he's got the paintbrush and uh he's in his little sort of uh that super nes super mario world uh clown you know hello hel- reverse helicopter yeah, thingy yep. <laughs> it's hard to he's got i don't know but airshipy he, thingy yeah like- yeah, yeah, cup. <laughs> yeah, cup. Air cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got like a clown <laughs> face on it. Shippy cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he that is the sort of the offering of the two player side of it, where you can have a local co op uh, person jump in and and control Bowser Junior, or you can kind of set the AI side of it, so you can you can say like, oh, I want Bowser Junior to help a little, a lot, or not at all. And basically what that boils down to is if I've chose a little and that will see him kind of run around, collect coins sometimes, you know, fight off some enemies. And it's a good balance, especially if you don't want like a lot of AI help. You can kind of set it to just be. Can you do that with online too? Like, could I jump into your Bowser's Fury and play as Shippy Cup dude? I don't know. <laughs> and and I think th- I, I, I'm going to lean towards probably not because the thing is Bowser Jr., is uh it's more of like um a co-star mode as opposed to a co-op mode so in okay mario galaxy and then mario odyssey there was the ability to have like you know a co-star mode where you had a second person use the joy con yeah and, and this feels very much like that where uh i was able to set up the joy con and hand it to Caden, and you do have direct control over over bowser but your 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 abilities are, are limited you really can just run around collect coins do a little bit of combat by you know moving your 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 brush by at the push of a button and um other than that there's really not a you're not doing a lot of platforming you're kind of just following mario around uh which is which is good in from a co-star standpoint but like it's not it's not as probably fulfilling as as playing 3d world in co-op 
where you are able to do everything that that the player one is doing um, right but the experience of the world like you are it is like one big world and it kind of feels like you're playing like a giant mario overworld overworld map where there are no levels it's just a bunch of um challenges that are happening across these islands um as you are trying to you know defeat or at least figure out why bowser's been corrupted by this uh this ink or this paint or whatever um and you're working with bowser jr and and, you know you're not too pleased about it you think it's a trick judging by i think i tweeted it like mario is like every time bowser jr is talking to him he's just sitting there like super skeptical like this is like the 20th time that you've like been the bad guy so like i'm not falling for it man (laughs) whatever's going on here i'm on to you he's got like literal literal shifty eyes he's just like i'm i know what you're up to um and uh but no playing is a lot of fun because uh basically what you're doing is you're going around these islands and you're there's these uh lighthouses that have been also corrupted so you're trying to find these cat shines they call them um because everything's cats everything the pigeons have cat ears the fish have cat ears <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the pigeons are cats and i was gonna be like no ryan those are just cats <laughs> no they yeah those are cats with wings what's wrong with you uh no like they everything has cat ears uh if if it if there's an enemy in this then it's got cat ears i actually i i take that back the only thing that doesn't seem to have cat ears is is bowser he is he is not a cat which is weird um <laughs> And and Plessy. I am not a cat. I'm your life. I'm not a cat. <laughs> Perfect. You know what? I wouldn't be if that's viral marketing for this game. Like that like, is it top. It should notch. be. It should be. If uh, I I can tell you right now, if if this if the roles were reversed, and like Xbox was releasing like a cat video game, the Xbox social channels would be all over that that video. Yeah. But for some reason, Sony and Nintendo just won't touch it. And it's perfect. They're super serious, Ryan. They're super serious. Like, I don't know. They just, it is sometimes odd. I think there was this meme going around where the Nintendo accounts were like, just really hammering this joke in. And it was like Xenoblade related. And there's this character that goes like, that's Dunbar over there or whatever. But he says it in like a, a, a British accent. And they just kept tweeting that video. And I'm just like, it's, it's, I get it. It's kind of funny. It's quirky, but like context isn't really there. Like you're just saying, that's Dunbar over there. (laughs) And it's, uh, it's not as funny. Not as funny as you think that it is Nintendo. (laughs) Not after the fourth or fifth time over the course of a year. But if you look at the Xbox channels, like they're, they're doing some great stuff there. I mean, uh, I, I, anyways, but you're right. Like it's perfect viral marketing. Unfortunately, there are no cat lawyers, or fortunately, depending on <laughs> on how you want to view this game. But it, it is really cool, this experience. I, I get it's short. Like, I feel like they've said it's like three hours. But I think if you really take your time with it and enjoy it, it, it can probably be stretched out. You should probably not be buying this package of uh, $90 just for Bowser's Fury. I think you have to oh, have... okay, yeah, Bowser's Fury is three hours. I was like, there's no way no. Super Mario 3D World is only three hours. Like, we are, we played just an hour tonight <laughs> and got through, like, one world. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a standard length Super Mario 3D World. And if you yeah. try to go th- for all the the green stars and, and 100% everything... Yeah, we also... Yeah, we we skipped some stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is a longer, uh, more traditional Mario experience. But Bowser's Fury, I could see it being, like, three to five hours depending on how much time you want to put into it 
But um, the way it kind of works is like you're presented with this large overworld map. It's um, a lot of it's a large body of water with many islands. And it kind of reminds me of Breath of the Wild in a sense where you are coming across these islands. And it's oh, like, you lost me. I know I always do. <laughs> but you got to realize like I'm talking about the good stuff about Breath of the Wild. So as you're like going through this area, your weapons keep breaking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then you try to climb up the hill, but yeah. you can't because your cat claws don't work when it's well, raining. <laughs> that, that is that is not. Well, it's not entirely true. You do have a limit as to how high you can climb as, as Cat Mario. But when it's raining, it doesn't affect you. Like it doesn't make you climb less. Um <laughs> So there's that. Uh, but no, basically how it works is you're running around and um, you come across these islands and it'll say like, oh, um, the first challenge is whenever you come across one of these these lighthouses is like clean up or make the lighthouse shine again. And essentially it's the first star of that small little area where you are collecting the cat shine to make the lighthouse open up. And uh, and then that unlocks more challenges in that small area. So each each lighthouse has five cat shines that you can get. Uh, one of them is like the collect five coins to get the cat shine. One, another one is usually, uh, you know, defeat or uh, break the the Bowser fury blocks or whatever. Um, so in a, so that leads into the fact that after a certain amount of time, Bowser's fury you know, will. Uh, will 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 flare up and he'll he'll come back and uh that's when it starts raining and it gets really you know stormy out and bowser comes out and he's this giant being and you're this small mario and you're running around trying not to get you know blasted by his fire and you can kind of hide behind platforms to avoid the fire and and there are these areas where if you get bowser to you know use his fire on them it'll break these bricks that can only be just be destroyed by bowser and that will unlock new areas and new shines to get as well so there's this you would think it'd be annoying that you know bowser's fury would flare up every i think every like half hour every 20 minutes you'd think that'd be annoying but i found most of the time i was either ready to face off in a in a boss battle against bowser or i'd come across these bricks and i'm like oh okay I'm just going to get him to destroy these bricks. I'm going to grab the cat shine. And then that is going to shine the lighthouse and make Bowser go away. So the sort of rinse repeat pattern of it, you know, the flow works really well. And um, you, you have to find a certain amount of cat shines to unlock, like, I think they call it the Giga Bell, which turns you into a giant Super Saiyan cat. And then Whoa. you can fight. And it works really well. Like you ch- turn into a big cat, Mario. And then the the levels get really small and you're really big and and you're kind of traversing across this whole area and it's very Godzilla like it's just a couple of monsters fighting it out and it's a lot of fun um but I felt like this type of experience would only work as a smaller sort of experience cuz you could see that getting old pretty quick having to yeah. know, face off against Bowser again like Breath of the Wild you know when the it was the red moon or whatever would hit and he's like great i gotta fight a bunch of these enemies yeah everything came back or whatever yeah yeah so in this case again like breath of the wild but less annoying so it's (laughs) uh, better yeah better it's better um so it's really interesting to see them experimenting with uh with with this mode uh it feels like more of a a substantial addition to the game as opposed to just Here's a couple well, yeah, extra you, DLC. 
when you combine Bowser's Fury and that new kind of gameplay, as well as the online co-op capability, like embedded into the Super Mario 3D world, like it's not necessarily just a, hey, let's port it over from this older system, like upgrade the textures a little bit and call it a day. Like they really did put some um, like programming behind it to make it a, a new playable experience. And I think it's a really good call because, I mean, as much as we've been making fun of it for the majority of the evening tonight, um, the Wii U really didn't have a huge audience, right? So they have this Mario game that they've created that's super fun and original and nowhere near as many people have experienced playing it as you know kind of any other mario title just due to the platform that it was on so i think this is a really good call because they're hitting players like you with enough content that it still feels worth it they're hitting players like me that never got to play super mario 3d world in the first place and overall i think this is a really a really good move for them um i i think it's worth picking up and uh seems like it's worth picking up regardless of if you played it seven years ago or if you're brand new to it like me. So, so overall, I think thumbs up, hashtag worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's close. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if Bowser's Fury wasn't so interesting and new and I love the revisit to this style of gameplay, uh, it's a good balance of how do we get Ryan to spend $90 on this outside of just being a Mario game, you know? Yeah. So it's good. And speaking of Ryan's dollars, if you would like to support the show and help him rebuy games for the 18th time, <laughs> head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in. Uh, we are currently looking for our February patrons. Again, if you would like to support the show, if you like what we're doing, then head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in, which brings us to our new segment this week. Uh, we got a couple of little odds and ends. First of all, uh, we are getting a Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. And there was a, a little bit of a teaser here. Uh, and the logo very clearly features Tails, which is going to be an interesting spin. Now, Ryan, you very spin. much enjoyed the first Sonic movie. Uh, I didn't much. not. <laughs> you added a couple extra words. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say very much enjoyed it. I mean, my really because I, I have very it. vivid memories of mm. you as well as another friend of mine from work talking about how great the Sonic movie movie was, <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, I'm pretty sure you guys have just been watching too much kids content, so your bar is really low because this is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, no. Our bar was the bar was low, and also Sonic set the bar very low because Sonic has not been great lately. And I think not to mention they had to redo his whole face. <laughs> so ex exactly. Like, I think there's a lot yeah. <laughs> to be rewarded with that with that film, and uh, it it also. It also kind of merged the the real human and CG character in a way that sometimes is uh, sometimes can be awkward. And I think they did it in a way where they cut a lot of quarters and they they framed it right where it didn't look that bad. There were a couple moments, but for the most part, it worked quite well. But I think that also Jim Carrey, because he was it, we haven't seen that type of Jim Carrey in a while. But I digress. I think a sequel to this was had to happen based on the amount of budget they spent fixing the first one um 
and yeah, Tails, you know, spoiler alert, Tails shows up at the end of the first one in like sort of the post-credit or the pre-credit scene. And so it was kind of known that, that he would be be showing up in some capacity, but this pretty much confirms it and they're kind of following the original sort of Sega Genesis trilogy with uh, with, with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 being very Tails-focused. Um, but yeah, kids are excited. I think you're right. Um, the fir- The first one was based on the fact that it was a movie based on the Sonic property, which no one thought could be anything even remotely tolerable. Therefore, when it, <laughs> when it speeded past tolerable into the, this is okay, it became like, a, oh, wow, this is really good and, and probably worth checking out if you have any sort of interest in what a Sonic movie could be, because it's watchable. Plus, I think Jim Carrey really, 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 you know, does a number on the scenery and uh and i don't know james marston's okay I, I he's all right but <laughs> he's pretty good yeah it. he's uh, i mean yeah sometimes he's all right sometimes he's like watching paint dry but sometimes it's really good <laughs> he was good and in this i thought except for like the yeah. some of the ending scenes where it's very awkward really whenever sonic's not on on scene i think james marston is like waiting for sonic to be on scene so and there's nothing nothing better than your main human actor (laughs) standing there waiting for another character to show up (laughs) and and i don't blame the actor (laughs) specifically i don't blame the actor i i I think it's the writing i think that's the trouble with you know having human characters that should be on the periphery of what is the the main focus you know he's in the title sonic the hedgehog whenever you put the human you know the, the what should be the secondary characters forward that's where it struggles because all the writing's been put into the sonic characters and i think that's why jim carrey's character works really well because he is he's playing dr robotic he's a sonic character whereas james marston right, is like so playing he's... human being number 2 so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so you kind of you got Jim's Jim Carrey's kind of like backstory and stuff. And he was he's already been created to be this like over the top cartoony type character, even though he's being played by a human. It's not quite the same as like, here is the player surrogate inside of our movie. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this could be you. We're going to make James Marston so bland that you can imagine yourself over top of him. (laughs) Yeah. That was not a sex joke. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it? No. Or? No. Or? No. This is a a family film, Jocelyn. Um, (laughs) Both the podcast and Sonic 2. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I we went to town on Toad you at the beginning of the show. So definitely dropped an f bomb over Toad. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I just I think that we can be excited about you know there are a lot of movies that are supposed to be coming to theaters at some point in the future. I, I, I think we can be excited <laughs> about this. You know, 2022 seems like theaters will be a, be back by then, maybe. Maybe knock on wood. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> is outside still a thing? <laughs> it is. It's just not outside with with other people in confined with areas. Friends, yeah. Obviously, theaters <laughs> are open in certain areas. Like they're open here. You can go to the movies and what? It, yeah. Is it, oh yeah. Well, maybe not right this are there second. Movies? But... Are there movies out? <laughs> uh, I mean, like a lot of the movies that are coming out are. Hey, you can watch it in theaters or. You can watch it at home via streaming. So like Wonder Woman 84 
you could pay the $30 to rent it or you could pay the $15 to go see it in theaters. Like you had that option specifically here in Canada. Now in the States, all those movies are going to HBO max, the streaming service. So it's kind of, it, it depends on the region. So Mm. I think, I think by, I think you're going to see a lot of like 2021 projects either like Marvel is the really interesting one because they've said, Oh, we're not budging on our, our, release timings yeah yeah well they'll move the movies out as opposed to putting them on disney plus like black widow is supposed to come out this may but it was supposed to come out last may then last august then right 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 so um it'll be really interesting to see but there's actually a lot of video game movies coming out i think mortal kombat is supposed to be coming out this year which i mean i don't know i don't know if you remember that first mortal kombat run but whew (laughs) <laughs> not great. i don't think i actually saw it yeah was it was it not good <laughs> the first one is uh worth watching but i'm not gonna say i enjoyed it it's more like it's a 90s movie based on a very 90s video game franchise and they they go for it they go for it it's got a <laughs> kick-ass soundtrack though so you know that's good it's Maybe one of I'll those get the soundtrack yeah, well, I don't don't buy it. Just go to you know YouTube and watch the watch the Mortal Kombat theme. It's one of those wow. rare occurrences where, and I mean I don't know which came first, but I'm pretty sure the movie created the theme song. Uh, it was the theme song for the movie. It's the one where he, the guy just basically yells Mortal Kombat and it goes. It's like Doom music, and I think the games kind of like brought it back in. Like they actually pulled from the movies. They ignored everything else because it was shit. But the music, they kind of adopt it so don't go see mortal kombat wait for sonic 2 <laughs> okay <laughs> um we've got blizzcon blizzcon line you just gotta say it and, and you can wash it out later i just have to yeah i just have to like lean into it i guess i keep wanting to call it blizzcon online but it's blizzcon line because i don't know they hate me so it's a good hashtag bl- <laughs> yeah, BlizzConline has uh, revealed their schedule. So the opening ceremony starts on Friday, February 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern. And it's got like basically what you would expect, given that we're not physically in a place. There's usually quite a lot of like secondary panels that talk about like music and storytelling and and you know, environment design and all that kind of stuff. And they seem to have cut a lot of that. And now it's like, there's some community stuff. It also doesn't have any of the esports, So you're missing all of that programming as well. So the schedule looks really pared down, but I think it's kind of got the, the big content chunks that you're kind of expecting. So like Hearthstone, Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, I believe all have like their opening ceremonies, which is going to be the big announcements for everybody. Then each of them has like a what's next panel and a Q&A panel, and that's pretty much it. Um, but they very much um, just like there's no heroes and there's no StarCraft and and that kind of sucks. I mean, we already knew StarCraft was basically after Last BlizzCon, like in maintenance mode, like they're they're keeping the servers up. You can keep playing StarCraft 2, like, but they're not making any new content for it. Uh, but yeah, now heroes seems to have joined that as well because there just is no heroes panel. <laughs> there's like nothing like at least no, Starcraft there's gets, nothing at all. Get some love like heroes is essentially toast uh, in there. Non-existent. In their yeah. Um, 
I mean, now, now there is, so there, I guess there is one panel, the artists at work, Carbot Animation, that has the, sort of the hero's flair added to yeah, it. Yeah, that has the hero's, like, um, the color and stuff on it, but it's like, but they're animators, like, they're not even Blizzard employees, they're just, again, <laughs> it's, it's like fan art, right? And, and so Carbot also has done stuff for Hearthstone and Warcraft and, you know, like, they're not heroes specific by any stretch of the imagination i know that there's been a lot of carbot stuff whether it's the like sprays or whatever like has been featured in heroes but mm-hmm. i mean when i think carbot i don't necessarily think just heroes of the storm so i mean it's kind of sucks that like they're not even getting the developers out to talk about it it's just kind of like hey this is how we make our animations like that's great but honestly i want to know if you're going to keep updating my game <laughs> like yeah, yeah it seems heroes. like a missed <laughs> opportunity for uh a company that is very very much struggling with with its public image to basically say like let's give a 30 because like, they they have they are working on something because i think there was uh, someone had pointed to a reddit sort of thread where uh one of the developers had said yeah we're working on stuff. We just didn't have anything that we could share at this event. And I mean, which is fair, but at the same time, like, uh, man, it was, it was really bad. Cause the heroes, when the BlizzCon <laughs> schedule was released, the heroes account on Twitter was like, Hey, come and see all of your favorite heroes, <laughs> like at the BlizzCon on the blizzcon stage or whatever and they use the orphea which is uh if you guys aren't familiar orphea is a hero specific character they used her picture as like their their image their banner their promotion whatever and everyone was like they're gonna do heroes things and then you look at the schedule and it's like there's nothing here (laughs) like what the hell heroes like (laughs) i feel bad for the cm that had to uh had to tweet that out (laughs) yeah i think I think people should lower their expectations. I think based on the fact that BlizzCon is always this, oh, big hype moment. Um, And then combined with the fact that they delayed by four months in in the sense that this is, uh, we normally would have had a lot of big announcements in November. Now we're getting them mid-February. Well, I mean, like, I'm super stoked because this is like perfect timing for Hearthstone because our, like the, the Hearthstone standard year doesn't go from January until December it actually goes from like April through March. So having an event in late February is basically like perfect timing for them to give us like not only a new expansion, but also what's going to happen in our rotation, what our new year is going to be called. Like this year, apparently we were going to get a new game mode announced as well. So like Hearthstone is going to be huge in terms of what they're going to be able to talk about at BlizzCon. So I'm like, I'm really excited. I just feel bad for anybody who's a Heroes fan. But like, yeah, Warcraft is kind of like, it would have been like right at Shadowlands launch and everyone would have been super stoked. And then now it's kind of like, we're probably going to get patch 9.1 and 9.2 talk. But like, that's not nearly as hype as like Shadowlands yeah. is coming next week. Oh my god! Doesn't sound <laughs> like exciting. Yeah, big difference, big difference. And I mean, I don't follow Diablo closely enough or Overwatch closely enough, but um, from what I understand from the investor call that was last week or the week before, uh, they're not aiming for 2021 releases on Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2. So 
you know, we'll probably get a bit more information about where those things stand. But as far as I know, they're not planning on releasing in 2021. They're aiming at 2022 now. So, yeah, yeah. I think Hearthstone's the real one that's like just going balls to the wall right now, which is <laughs> which is kind of crazy because for the longest time, there were not a lot of changes coming to Hearthstone. And now it's kind of been flipped on its head. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun event again. That is this coming Friday, February 19th, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern. BlizzCon Line also um, has panels. I think a lot of the Q&As are actually happening on Saturday. So the uh, link will be in the show notes, but you can just head on over to blizzcon.com if you want to see the entire schedule. And speaking of presentations and things that have schedules, we don't know what exactly is on it, but Nintendo Direct is happening tomorrow. This kind of got announced like with 24 hours notice sort of thing, kind of out of the blue. Um, but yeah, we're getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. I don't know what's going to be in it, but I'm betting on Zelda things. Yeah, 35th anniversary of Zelda this year. Last year was Mario. I think that uh, I think that the Mario anniversary sets a tone for what, should be done for uh, i i would say probably nintendo's second most popular franchise um if you if you take pokemon out of the equation i think i think you we can do that because pokemon's kind of this separate thing it's kind of the it's kind of the like holy nintendo trinity right like pokemon zelda and mario <laughs> yeah yeah it, it very much is and i and i think a 35th anniversary you can see you can see them doing something uh very similar to what they did with mario there'll probably be some you know uh game collections some some specific maybe amiibos um and and hopefully we get you know you you get the same thing we got with mario where you had sort of the you know the the revisiting of old games both within the online service uh you know a triple pack or something and then hey to close off the celebrations we're going to release like a uh, either a brand new product or a more expanded upon product, similar to what they've done with uh, Super Mario 3D World. But um, I'm kind of yeah. curious to know if they're going to do something crazy like they did with the with the oh shoot what was it called where okay. you had like the 35 people playing Mario at the same time and like your enemies went you could target somebody else and send all of the enemies you killed in your game over to their game. Yeah, it was Super like Mario it was Bros. basically like Mario Battle Royale, but that's not what they called it. But that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, Super Mario Brothers uh, 35. It was like a Battle Royale Mario game. Yeah, but... I want to know if they're going to do something like maybe not that exact idea, but like if they're going to do something along those lines of like thinking outside the box and, and doing something crazy like a. I don't know, Zelda auto battler or uh, Zelda among us. <laughs> like, I don't know. Ganon's looking pretty sus over there. <laughs> like I could get down with that for sure. <laughs> Ganon's always sus. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, people have crunched the numbers. This is this. We've now gone a year and a half without a proper direct Nintendo confirmed. This is a proper direct. It's going to last 50 minutes. The only thing they confirmed was that, it would include information on Super Smash Brothers, so I imagine we'll get the next DLC fighter, which there are three left in uh, the DLC Pack 2 that have yet to be revealed, and other information on games coming in the first half of 2021, so up until about, well, up until the end of June, so just start of summer. And 
it's important to note that there probably won't be any Pokemon stuff. Um, this was talked about in the Discord. Pokemon being sort of a separate entity, uh, the Pokemon company usually takes the lead. Sometimes there is, if there's going to be a Pokemon announcement, it'll be like, hey, Pokemon Day is coming up in a week. Stay tuned for more information about Pokemon over at the Pokemon. And that'll pretty much, and we've seen that before. <laughs> And that's exactly yeah. how they do it too. They they just say Pokemon a bunch of times. They just and... say Pokemon like eighteen times, and then they yeah. go ha ha and run away. I was toning it down a bit there, just uh, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want the Pokemon to to come after me. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. But I am t- just like BlizzCon. I'm trying to temper expectations because this is this has been a long time coming, and I can certainly understand how people would be like. Oh my God! Metro Prime Four, Breath of the Wild Two, Mario Kart Nine, well, Bayonetta and that's Three. A, yeah, so Breath of the Wild Two is one that I kind of think that maybe we will hear something about, just mm-hmm. because I do kind of expect this Nintendo Direct to not be like solely Zelda focused, but I think that there's going to be a large chunk of it devoted to Zelda and what their plans are for the anniversary this year. But um. I don't necessarily think that we're going to get a ton of information. But I could see maybe another trailer because the first trailer we got was like, it feels like forever ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was super teasery. Yeah, so was... I wonder if we're going to see a little bit more, whether we actually get a release date or not, I think uh, remains to be seen. But I think that we'll probably see. Maybe even some in-game footage, because that was something that they did pretty early on for Breath of the Wild was start to show off some of like the views and the vistas and the, you know, like stuff from the top of the towers and and all that kind of stuff where you were looking out over the world. So like not so much down in the nitty gritty of like fighting enemies and stuff, but maybe some um, larger like worldview, big picture in-game stuff. Yeah maybe show more about how you know the the world they're reusing from breath of the wild it will be impacted by the changes yeah they're, they're showcasing in the sequel and i could see i could see breath of the wild 2 ending sort of the mini presentation of of uh you know the zelda 35th anniversary celebrations with uh being you know a gameplay slash story trailer and then just ending with 2022 and i think yeah, I, I think that's what we'll see is a confirmation of a launch year, and that'll give them plenty of time because Breath of the Wild was, you know, they announced it early on and it was delayed, I think, by almost a year and a half where it was they were originally targeting, you know, 2016 and then ended up pushing a whole year and a bit to, to launch with yeah. the Switch. And, and I might be getting my dates wrong a little bit there, but the last we saw but Breath like of the Wild 2 time... was 2018. Yeah, this time, I don't think that we are, like, we're nowhere near a new console from Nintendo. Like, they have been doing so much to support the Switch. Like, I, we're we're still in it for a while. Like, I don't think that we're going to see, like, 2022, 2023 even. I don't think we're going to see a new Nintendo console. I think the the Switch has been very successful for them, and I don't really think that there's a need to kind of like push it forward unless they wanted to potentially put a little bit more computing power in it. But then we might even get like the Switch 2 or, you know, like the Switch Plus, like something that's, you know, just a, a like a 0.5 console version sort of thing. 
Um, but I don't think we're going to get like whatever the next Nintendo, like, I don't think we're going to get like the switch you <laughs> No, I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. So I don't think it. that there's any reason to like, to delay a Zelda game for the next Nintendo console. Cause I don't think we're that close to the next Nintendo console is basically what I was going to say. So if we do end up seeing a 2022 date on breath of the wild two, do you think that that's going to be like a March 2022 or a November 2022? Like, are you thinking like lining up with the release window of Breath of the Wild or do you think more aiming for holiday? I I think if I, I could totally see it launching in a February, March time frame. And I think where Sony needs to be careful is that if they're going to delay Horizon out of 2021, they need to be careful not to run up run up against Breath of the Wild 2. I think that would be maybe not a mistake, but it probably wouldn't be. It wouldn't it wouldn't fare them well to do it twice in a row. But uh, I think that I, I think they better not. Oh, my God, if that gets delayed, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be delayed, but uh, not out of 2021. I think it's a holiday 2021 game. Um, Horizon 2. Now, Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, if we learn anything from the Mario anniversary, Nintendo really leaned into the whole like release window. This is only available for a small amount of time. I think they duplicate that with Zelda, where you see probably uh, an HD sort of collection of Wind Waker, Twilight, because both those games were made for Wii U. It's an easy sort of bump up on the Switch. And then maybe they put the work into Skyward Sword. Maybe they just have a double pack of of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Um, I don't know how much effort they want to put into it, but you, I could see that being a limited release. And then you know, March thirty first, twenty twenty two, is the the end of the Zelda celebration, and it ends with you know, and it ends Zelda. with Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, yeah, similar to what they did with Mario, where technically the Mario celebrations are ending at the end of March, and that's that's sort of their window that they're celebrating that sort of nine six month window nine month window or whatever it looks like september to march so yeah it's uh i see nintendo doing that again with zelda and and maybe this goes to show them doing that for a majority of their big franchises but they've shown they've shown more of an interest in celebrating like even fire emblem got like a collector's edition for their 30th anniversary like and that's a big deal mm-hmm. considering they normally would just put a tweet out so yeah um i think nintendo's getting better at celebrating their franchises and it makes sense because they you know they put this stuff out and it makes money even when they have like a really weird timeline you know deadline for for these avail for the availability so i think we get a lot of information on that tomorrow and i think the 50 minute run really does show that they're gonna have like a good chunk of it devoted to zelda i would imagine yeah I'm kind of in the in the same vein there. So, I mean, I guess we, we'll know as of tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, let us uh, join us in the discord tomorrow. It's a uh, bit.ly slash TGI discord. And we'll be having a ton of conversations talking about what's going on when the Nintendo Direct goes live. And then we'll be in there again on Friday and Saturday for BlizzCon line. So, yeah, d- do jump into the Discord again. That's bit.ly slash TGI Discord and have some real-time conversations with Ryan and I. We're really looking forward to it, but that's going to do it for us tonight. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me. I'm Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. Thanks for staying at The Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.